Welcome to the Micropod, I'm Kathy Ennis. Join me as I talk all things business for Mighty Micros, savvy side hustlers, freelancers and solopreneurs. Bite-sized ideas, discussion, inspiration and a few how-tos. Hello, my name's Kathy Ennis. Welcome to this edition of the Micropod. And in today's edition, I want to do a little bit of myth busting about micro businesses. So let's get into the first things first. What is a micro business? And this is something that taxes people's brains sometimes, but actually there there is a very specific set of definitions about what constitutes a micro business in the UK. When I started my business over 20 years ago, we had small, medium and large enterprises and they were defined by the number of people that they employed. So a small business was designated as a business that employed between 1 and 49 people, a medium enterprise employed 50 to 249 and a large business employed 250 plus people. And as I said, I, I started my business, uh, my first business over 20 years ago. And obviously, being um, a solopreneur, a one-person business, I sat or I thought I sat within the, the small business umbrella because, you know, it's 1 to 49. So obviously it applied to me. But what I found was that it didn't always marry with the reality of my life as a business owner, the way I ran my business and the sorts of things that I had to do in order to make my business successful. And it, it was it was pretty frustrating. You know, you'd go along to events and they would talk about how you might manage things in your business. And I, I could quite honestly say, I can't do that. I don't have the time. I don't have the resource. And actually, I don't have the the staff because didn't have the knowledge and skills for some of the things that they were talking about so it made it really difficult for me to to get to grips with with the kinds of support and information that I was being given in terms of the type of business that that I was running and so this this is what really got me thinking about the types of businesses in the UK that were like mine, that were perhaps one or two people running something. Um, not, yeah, we might have been running them in our back bedrooms, um, but actually it wasn't the location of the business that was the key. It was the ambition of the business. The fact that, you know, I wanted control over what I I did and how I did it. I, I didn't ever really want to employ anybody. You know, I'd been I'd been in employment myself. I'd managed people, um, and actually, I, I I didn't want to go back into that again. And I wanted to continue doing the thing that I loved doing um, when I was an employee. The problem that I had was that. Um, and this isn't blowing trumpets at all, but because I was good at certain things, I got promoted. The problem was the promotion meant that I moved away from doing the thing that I loved and I didn't want that in my in my business. So I wanted to stay on my own and perhaps outsource to other people the kinds of things that I couldn't do. And I think a lot of other business people were in the, the same state as me. So that, that was the sort of environment that I found myself in. So all of the... Um, 
newspapers, the reports, the, the things coming out from government were talking about SMEs, 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 which didn't apply to me. And then um, back in 2018, there was a report published um, that solidified some of the things that I'd, I'd been con concerned about. It was called the State of Small Business Britain. And in that report, there was a nice chunky section about micro businesses. Now, what had started to happen was that the SME description had started to become the SMME. And that was the small, medium and micro enterprises. So here we are sitting there, all of a sudden there's a recognition that there is something smaller than small. We've got, we've got the micro. So what now we've got in terms of size definitions of businesses, um, a micro business is designated as one to nine, small 10 to 49, medium 50 to 249, and then 250 above is large. So you've definitely got that definition of, of micro. And interestingly, looking at that report, one of the things that it did highlight is that over 90% of the businesses in the UK fall within the micro category. They fall within that space of one to nine people, which makes them an incredibly powerful force. And within that, what you've got is you've got um, businesses that, that do um, have a founder, um, maybe a partnership with, with staff, so up to nine people. You've got people like me, who is um, a one-person business. You have people who uh, describe themselves as freelancers, consultants, solopreneurs. Basically, it's, it's, it's everybody who is responsible for putting their own salary into their bank account um, and that runs a business in a business-like way, hopefully, um, with fewer than nine people. That's that's the micro-businesses. And as, as I say, over 90% of the businesses in the UK fall into that category. And interestingly, back to that report again, 2017, uh, £552 billion in sales to the U uh, so the benefit to the UK economy from that, from that type of business. So... In terms of myth-busting, um, my first myth that I wanted to bust was the fact that a micro-business is the same as a small business. It's not. It, it is different. Um, the way that micro-businesses are structured, the way that they're set up, um, the way that they can actually operate because of their size is different to a small business. A micro-business, and I will say I do love a stat, um, that... Of that 90 plus percent of businesses in the UK that are micros, of that number, 80% of them are businesses run by two or fewer people. So we've got a massive number of businesses in the UK that are run by two or one person. And the way that business runs, the way it responds to what it needs to do, the way it um, sells, the way it um, engages with customers is going to be different to the way a small business does it. I mean, for goodness sake, let's just take the idea of having 
departments to do things in a business. I, I must say, I am the department. If something needs to get done, I need to make sure it gets done. I don't have a marketing department. I don't have an accounts department. I don't have a sales department. Um, these days, I do outsource to people because, you know, my biggest um, uh, thing that I say to my clients is do what you do best and outsource the rest. But at the beginning, I couldn't afford to. So I was the business and all of the departments were within me and if I didn't do it it didn't get done so I really want to to get rid of that that myth that that micros are the same as small can we learn from what small businesses do absolutely we can learn from what small medium and large businesses do we can learn from what they do in terms of organization of the business to perhaps think about how we organize our time or organize our mindset in terms of in terms of getting things done in the business the other thing is to recognize that as as a micro we te we won't necessarily have somebody who is is giving us a push in the right direction um, as a business mentor that's part of my role with the businesses that I work with and I, I do work with micro businesses and I often say to them my, my role is you know a brain to pick an ear to listen and a push in the right direction but as as a micro business person sometimes we might wake up and think oh I don't really don't want to do that today and the choice is don't do it today or that I have to do it today because if I don't do that thing today I won't have a client tomorrow so you know we we do need to think about that if you're a small business if you're a medium business or a large business the work goes on whatever so we need to work things into our micro businesses that that makes that happen okay um, the second thing that I want to myth bust, and, I, and this isn't aimed at the micro business owners, I think it's aimed at some of the people um, outside the micro business community and to say that a micro business is not a lifestyle business. I have had that said to me so many times uh, by people and it's not a hobby, it's not something that just passes the time because you know I'm a lady who lunches and um, I just I just want to do this little thing uh, to get my name out there or, or to keep me occupied a micro business is a business and the people that are running them are running them for exactly the same reasons that other people are running businesses of other sizes it's something that they're passionate about it's something that they want to do and it's something that they want to bring out to a community that you call their customers or, or their clients so it is it is not it is not a lifestyle business there are over four million micro businesses in the UK are they all run perfectly are they all making a profit absolutely not um, I'm on a mission I suppose to get as many of them to do that as as possible um, but the fact is that somebody who is running a micro business is actually running a business. It just happens to be ultra small. And just because sometimes the powers that be can't understand that or they don't have a perception of that doesn't mean that it is actually the fact that these are businesses and not hobbies. Um, on the other side, we as micro business owners then need to take um, a serious business approach to them. Because if we, if we approach them in a laissez-faire, um, 
oh, I didn't really know I had to do that way, then we will not be as successful as we could or, or should be. So it behoves us as micro businesses to understand how business works to make our businesses more successful, more profitable for us. Because at the end of the day, it is a benefit to us um, to do that. And it's a benefit to our wider communities. If we are successful, um, that means that we've got money to oil the wheels of the rest of the economy. So so that's that. So um, the second myth is that, oh, goodness sake, you know, a, a micro business is not a lifestyle business. Um, and I think the, the third myth I want to bust, and this comes from a very sort of personal and my own business driven side of things, is that micro businesses don't need a business plan. And I think that um, micro businesses don't necessarily need what might be seen as the traditional business plan. So that's the very full business plan that um, you'd need to take out if you were going to get finance for your business. So you might be taking it to a bank or an angel investor or, or something like that. So that it's, you know, it's a very um, research driven document, uh, financially strong document that you would take out to prove to somebody this is a viable business. And if you invest in it, you'll get your money back. But Micro businesses do need to plan. Now, I will say that there are some micro businesses, because this is where um, the interesting thing comes in, is there are some micro businesses who do need that traditional business plan, because although they're small, they're aiming to stay small in terms of the size, the number of people operating within the business, but they're not intending to stay small in terms of the turnover of that business. I'm thinking perhaps about um, tech type companies, that, that sort of thing, that they can get very large and very profitable very quickly. Um, but for there's there's a majority of, of micros, as I said, that 80% of businesses, micro businesses that operate with two or fewer people that may not need a business plan of, of that nature, but they still need to plan. Because without sitting down and thinking about, you know, um, What's my business about? What my what's my vision? What what are my values in terms of this business? What 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 is my brand? What is it that I'm trying to get out to people? It's going to be almost impossible to attract the right type of customer to pay the sort of money that you need for your your products and services. The other thing about a plan is that it's not it's not just for today it's for it's for the future so traditional business planning you um a lot of people may create something that is for a year um or maybe two or three i, I always like people to think a little bit further than that so um using some sort of quasi project um planning processes i i, I like my clients to think about where do they want to be in five years from now so that they can use that as a methodology of perhaps rather than working forwards from where they are, is working backwards from where they want to be to see what that means that they have to do on a day-to-day -day basis. So within a micro business, the business plan should be about, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is who I'm doing it for. This is why what I'm doing is a value to the people that I'm doing it for. This is what I want to get out of um, the the business as, as I'm running it. And this is where I want the business to take me. And my strap line in my business is about um, taking businesses from passion to profit. And I think within the micro business 
business arena, there's masses of passion, but there's not always that leap through to through to profit. And I think the thing that stands in the way of that, and I do say that it's my firm belief that the missing link between passion and profit is planning. And if a micro business doesn't sit down and plan and actually commit to things to say, I want my turnover this year to be X, it's really hard to know how many clients you need, how many of those widgets you need to sell, um, the kinds of marketing activity you need to uh, integrate into what you're doing. So planning is actually an intrinsic part of being um, a micro business. And the other thing, thing is that it allows the business owner to know exactly what they should be doing on a day-to-day basis. It allows them to plan their time and it allows them to understand which tasks they can do and which ones they're going to need to outsource. So for me, those are the three big myths that I wanted to bust in this podcast. If you're a micro, you're not the same as a small. If you're a micro, you are not running a lifestyle business. And if you're a micro, you do need a business plan, but it doesn't have to be difficult. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here today. As I said, my name is Kathy Ennis. My business is Little Piggy. Um, I'd love to talk to you if you'd like to talk about anything that you've heard in this podcast. Please get in contact. You'll find me on the internet. Um, and until next time, Kathy Ennis from Little Piggy signing out of the Micropod. Thanks very much. You have been listening to The Micropod with me, Kathy Ennis. Make sure to check out all episodes on my blog at www.littlepiggy.ltv and your favourite podcast platforms. Join me again next time for more bite-sized info on all things micro-business.